Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of No BS with Brian and Susan. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 15. It's the holidays. It's mid November. Oh, my God. It's been a little while since we've done a show. There's been birthdays, there's been holidays, there's been moves, there's been just a lot going on. We're finally back for the holidays to give you the special treat, to give you the Thanksgiving episode titled, Will You Accept This Turkey? From Brian and Susan, we (laughs) hope you say yes. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm joined by the hostess with the mostess, the the person I want at the Thanksgiving dinner table every day of the year, breaking that wishbone, eating that turkey, eating that green bean casserole, and just passing out on the couch watching the Cowboys, Susan Stevens. Hey, yeah, I don't know if I want to watch the Cowboys anymore right now. This season's been (laughs) really depressing. It's like the most depressing season in a really long time. Well, we've like just lost every quarterback, and then you (laughs) hope like – in that Oliver Stone movie, Any Given Sunday, where the lead quarterback is injured and Jamie Foxx, the underdog, gets in and then just totally just like makes the makes the season like wins everything. That's what my hope was. Mm-hmm. There was no hope. Just no. every 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 everybody got injured. <laughs> It'll be. I mean, they're playing again on Sunday, right? Correct. They had a bye week last week, so. <laughs> so nice to not have to watch them lose we'll we'll see i'd love for the luckily their division sucks so bad that they're still not completely out like no they're still like third or fourth place (laughs) yeah they they could they could still make it i know right and like they've won two games (laughs) yeah it's it's crazy pathetic It, no, it is. It doesn't make sense. Uh... That's okay, because I said that if this election turned out the way it did, thank God, it's like the Cowboys won five Super Bowls. So I'm all right. Oh, no, no, for sure. Nothing matters. Just <laughs> only that uh, Biden won. Yeah. We're so excited about that. <laughs> Have we done a podcast since the election? No, we, I just realized that I forgot to mention that in the rundown too, that we didn't even, cause we, we literally did our last podcast right before like voting. We were like, go out there and vote. And vote so, right. We, yes. we were like adamant about that. And so thank you people for voting because yes. it worked. Thank you. So for those listening, I want you to know that on election day and the several days that followed when we didn't know what well, we knew, but we didn't know who was going to get it. I was texting with two people constantly about it. One of them was Susan. Yeah, we texted a lot. (laughs) We texted so much. Like, we usually text quite a bit about movies and TV shows, but nothing to the point about this election where I was updating. We were updating each other of, like, like, what's Yahoo? Yeah. (laughs) Check it out. This is what Yahoo says. What are you, what is CNN telling you? (laughs) And, you know, for film critics, Um, people in the film industry like Susan and I, our days are mostly, you know, working with film and television. We're watching new TV, we're watching new films to write about, talk about on TV. Um, But for those like five days, I don't think CNN went off the television. Like everything kind of stopped and just kind of, it was kind of like 9-11 in a sense that the news was constantly on because you were hoping for an update and uh just goes to show you how kind of difficult it is to like talk for you know even like two hours constantly but with those people on the news channels like cnn did we're like constantly updating you that's a very difficult and tiresome job and commendable what they're doing but uh man i do i mean that seems such like a long time ago that those five days Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it was very nerve-wracking yeah, it was. It was. Even now, I mean, I remember the Saturday when we were like, it's over. Like, he won. He won. Even now, though, because Trump is so, like, yeah, cheating or whatever he's <laughs> trying to do, um, like, I probably won't, like, fully pop that champagne until January 20th. 
because I, I want him like in the White House and I want that to be like a for sure thing. I don't think, I think at this point, there's no going back. They did two recounts, like they did the recount in Georgia and uh, another state too. And they reaffirmed that Biden won, but. Right, no, Biden won. I mean, yeah. I, I've, I've said it for a year now that yeah. he's not going away. Like he's not going quietly. He's going to stay no. in there and it's going to take till January where right. Biden is sworn in in a courthouse and he's going to have to tell the military, get him out of my house. Mm-hmm. And that's what's no, going to happen. <laughs> we called this. I said, I, I think we talked about it. We said he's not going to concede. He will say, like, I, I knew he'd claim cheating. I knew that he would, like, he's just, it's sad because even though I knew he wouldn't give, like, a real concession speech, I I had hoped he had enough decency to be, like, okay. Because, you know, that, that week, too, and especially when it was announced, they showed, like, uh, John McCain's um, concession speech. They just yeah. showed all these, like, old, like, past presidents who or whatever candidates that conceded and they were so graceful and well that's what it part of well trump's not graceful so he's, yeah he's insane yeah. and it's yeah. i guess i guess the silver lining in all of this is that uh we get to see trump lose consistently every day to whatever <laughs> he's, losing. he's just constantly making himself a loser that's what's so sad no no it's not sad that's a hilarious and amazing yeah. you know yeah like, it is so it is. And, it, and it's on a worldwide public scale. And so it's great. And uh, it, uh, it's ridiculous. But yes, the election happened. We were really happy. I think uh, Susan and I were real excited when, you know, they called it for Biden finally. Like, yes. I think it was like late morning and I can't, it was like on a weekend. It was a Saturday. No, Saturday. I remember it vividly. Like, I remember like getting the text from you and a couple other people and just seeing so many celebrations on uh like instagram but like on the news and that's that's something i will never forget like i feel like it's a big like when trump won't see it anyways he's only seeing his supporters but though the there was a news reporter who literally was out in the streets saying i've it's like it's like we've won the civil war i've never seen celebration like this on the streets like crazy tells you something tells you something it's so crazy. Uh, oh, my God. Well, the election happened. We're mad about the Cowboys football. Mm-hmm. But there are some things in the movies and TV world we want to bring up that's good mm-hmm. and fun and interesting. So uh, let's start. So, of course, we're going we're to have our whole Bachelorette segment because that's going to take a little while. But first, let's bring up Wonder Woman 1984. Um we got to talk about that, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's huge. Crazy. It's a huge news. Yeah. So Wonder Woman 1940, the sequel to the Wonder Woman, came out a few years ago with Gal Gadot and Chris Pine. Um, you know, as COVID happened, so many movies got delayed and delayed and delayed. Are they going on streaming? Or are they going to theaters? Well, fuck yes. Warner Brothers, HBO just pulled the trigger. They're the first out on the line. You know, basically, I mean, this is probably a bigger movie than Mulan. Uh, And it's a superhero movie. And Warner Brothers and HBO decided, hey, the same time this is coming out in theaters, we're releasing it on HBO Max. So if you have an HBO Max subscription, same day, you can watch Wonder Woman 1984. Is it the same day? Because I thought the release said that theaters would be like December 16th, but the Wonder Woman would be the 25th on HBO Max. Are you sure I read same day? I'm looking this up just to make sure. This um, was on the, I can double check, but I'm, because I thought it was the same day at first too, but then let me. So yes, it, it's so, um, it's going to come out on December 16th. Yeah. And not, but not in the U.S. It's international market. International. Um, so meaning if you're not in the U.S., you can see it, but it's going to come out in the United States in theaters yeah. and on HBO on December 25th, Christmas. Okay. And um, that, so it's same day in the yeah. U.S., which is crazy but amazing that's what you need to do so before it's okay so wonder woman the first film made worldwide around 800 million dollars statistically sequels make more so this could Mm -hmm. potentially be a billion dollar film in normal circumstances uh without covid yeah so 
Is this the right call? I think yes. Susan. I mean, why do you think they decided to go ahead and do it now, though? Like, why not just wait, like, with all the other movies to just get there? Because how much – they're still going to lose money. Still gonna- I, no, I think so, too. I think – I mean, it's a lot of – well, well, maybe not. I don't know how much Warner Brothers and HBO did because they're in cahoots together. Like, all of Warner Brothers stuff has been on HBO for a long time. So I think they're hoping, since it's a big comic book movie – it's an $800 million movie previously. This will probably bank up subscribers quite a bit, even if it's just for a month. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the way to go. Like, And I think if you buy HBO, I don't know if HBO right now, because I've had HBO for so long, if you sign up, if you get like a week free or like a month free, I know a lot of streaming services do do that. Mm-hmm. But you could technically watch it for free and then cancel your sus- subscription. But... Yeah. Uh, it's, I think it's a great idea. I mean, I think everybody would be in agreement of like, yes, I want to go back to theaters, but we just can't right now, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I think, I don't know. What do you think? I guess, I guess they're thinking, I mean, I, it's probably smart because even when they do officially really try to reopen it, let's just say even like next April, if they say they do, people are still going to be hesitant. It's not, it's going to be a slow progression to the full, like, audience that that movies typically have so maybe they're kind of like fuck it let's just do it let's just go ahead and uh release it so no it's not a bad idea i guess if it doesn't hurt them if it's not hurting them financially and they've worked it out and i i I did think that that it's it's gonna boost their people are gonna just get hbo just to see the movie um and then maybe that makes them keep it because they'll see the other content on there so no, yeah, I, think, I mean, well, I'm going to watch, obviously. No, I'm definitely going to, we're all going to watch. Uh, Cause I mean, you know, it, I think it has uh, the potential. I mean, it. so with Mulan, mm-hmm. just that movie was just horrific, horrid. It's nothing about it wanted to bring people to a movie theater. However, with Wonder Woman, you have Wonder Woman aspect, you have superhero aspect, and you have it taking place in the 1980s, which is arguably what everybody wants to see because it's so nostalgic for some reason. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of that in play. And with Disney, you know, screwing everybody with charging 30 extra dollars on top of their subscription basis to watch this movie, I just, it was a terrible movie. They're not doing it again because it didn't make anything. But just having it, like this is the first time they're doing that. And I think it's a great thing. I think it's going to be gangbusters. And I think we'll see news that says this is like the most watched thing on HBO ever, like bigger than Game of Thrones, bigger than whatever. Yeah, I do think for that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to do them well, for sure. I think that, like I said, the people will definitely subscribe and it might start a trend. It might no, this start, is what like, I've been wanting to that's say. That's what you people. wanted. That's what you wanted. This is yeah. what I wanted. This is like, dude, just release it on your subscription service. People will come to it. Yeah. And, I mean, yes, it sucks that you're not going to go to a theater with a bunch of people. Like, you know, seeing superhero movies in a packed theater is amazing. Like, it is. It's really, it is fun. really fun. But we're not there yet. We're we, we at least another year. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe this time next year. Maybe. Yeah. So... But I don't think they wanted to wait. I don't, I mean, life goes on. I don't think, I mean, because technically if all these movies are coming out, we're going to have so many releases. So many. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, they're pushing all these back. We're going to be like jam packed, like a movie a week. They're, they're not going to give them, it's like time to even make money. It's just going to be like, boom, boom, boom. Right. No, it's uh it's pretty crazy and yeah, but no. I, I, I like it this way. I mean, I'm sure you and I will see it early and mm-hmm. hopefully it's great. I'm sure it will be. Um, but Oh yeah. I can't wait. I mean, this has been a, like a, I've been so excited. The minute I learned that it was uh, in set in the 1980s, I was super stoked, but I, I love the first wonder woman as well. So I will be rewatching that and <laughs> Got a, we got a Christmas present now this year, an extra, an early Christmas present. So to recap, you're for this and you don't want them to wait to do theater stuff in like a year or so. No, I guess I, I, I'm cool either way. I'm cool either way. I guess since they're doing it, I'm excited. 
I'm like, wow, it's, it's really hard to process. Honestly, at first I thought it was like fake. I was like, nah. And then they, I was like, wow. All right. So I, I, I think it's going to do really well. And I think it is going to start a trend. I think something else is going to, I think originally, you know, Disney wanted to do Black Widow and they were going to try and do the same thing like they did with Mulan. And maybe it will make Disney just be like, here's Black Widow, like on your, not with the extra 30. <laughs> no, I, I, I hope for the best, you know, mm-hmm. hope for the best. All right. Moving on a little bit. Uh, I think we haven't done a podcast since Mandalorian season two has come out. Um, there's been four episodes and just want to update everybody that they're amazing. Great season two so far. I'm the child is in it. <laughs> You're, she's excited to watch. I'm not going to give anything away, but the child is great. You know, AKA baby Yoda. There's uh, they're, they're bringing some people back from the original trilogy uh, and the prequels. So it's kind of cool to see where they're going, but it has been great. And of course they're bringing in, you know, a new director each episode, um, including Bryce Dallas Howard has directed another episode wow. the second season. And she yeah, she directed one in the first season too, but yeah. Oh, she's okay. uh, and then new director this season, Carl Weathers, Apollo Credio directed one because he's in the series, but he got to direct this recent episode, which was a okay. <laughs> nice. It was good. So yeah, Mandalorian season two, check it out on Disney plus. It's good stuff. If there's no, uh, there's nothing else that news wise we can jump in i can see susan just like okay we've got to talk about the bachelorette and my goodness people i'm watching the bachelorette this is what covid's done to me and susan's yeah. done to me i never thought in a million years that i would watch the bachelorette but i never here i am watching two hours you, a week you're enjoying it though i am enjoying it and i hate saying it <laughs> Yeah, well, we totally, I mean, it's been a few weeks uh, since we did the podcast. We haven't, I I know we already talked about Claire, but we have not talked about Claire's exit. Like, we need to talk about first the whole, like, that episode when it all just came to a head and it was like, fuck all the other guys because Claire's here for Dale. It all of a sudden turned into Dale being the bachelor. I feel like because Claire was chasing after him more than he was chasing after her. That's what I got. No, that's, I mean, I think that's what it was. And so for those who haven't watched Claire, she's 40 and uh, she's the oldest bachelorette. She's been on several seasons and she's just not had good luck. Well, because she just implodes on herself really. But I guess they set up the guys and her pre-COVID and then COVID happened and they had to um, stop in quarantine for a month. So Claire knew who the guys were and she went and looked all of them up on social media and found Dale. Mm -hmm. And uh, when they first met on the show, she immediately looked at the camera and was like, I just met my guy, but knowing that she knew him before uh, and from there on, from when she first met, nobody else mattered. And from her exit, why they explained why they kicked her off the show was because in The Bachelorette, you're supposed to give a rose to a guy that you want to see move forward. Well, she gave a rose to herself because Dale well, was not on the date. <laughs> it was it was, a, it was on a group date. So it was right. really weird. By this point, the episode before she finally, like, because they said this was only two weeks into production. She was supposed to give them, like, I don't even know how many episodes. It's it's usually, like, I think it was about to be a month and a half process. But she, it's very normal. These guys did this roast competition. That's very uh, common on the, the Bachelor, Bachelorette group dates. They make them do comedy things. And they did this roast, and a lot of them dug at Dale uh, because he's such a clear front runner. And he's a little, he comes off a little, like, cocky and, like, he knows, because he knows he's, like, the favorite. Well, she is butthurt about it because that's her future fiance. That's her. She literally says, that's my fiance. And so she she said that cuckoo cuckoo. She's insane. Before he was her fiance, she was like, I mean, they just like bad mouth my fiance, which is so ridiculous because that was the challenge. You're roasting the other guys. And they didn't just roast him. They roasted other guys, but she's only paying attention to the fact that 
her Dale is being picked on. And before and, then, and before that, before the roast, she said, bring it, bring it. Yeah. Funny, bring it, bring the roast. And yes. she was fine with everybody except for Dale. And just yeah. like the jokes about Dale were funny, but like she clearly, they, they showcased her. She, no smiles, no laughs. She was visibly pissed. Yes. And then this is what was really interesting to me is that the golden rule in Bachelor is you don't talk about other people when you're with the lead. You should focus on your relationship with them and you shouldn't care about other people in the house. So I have never seen this in all my years of watching The Bachelor and Bachelorette where the lead, the lead is spending her one-on-one time with these men asking about someone else on each moment she has with them. She is literally, they're even to the point where they are telling her, I don't really want to like, use our time talking about Dale. I think we've talked about him enough. And she's like, yeah, but what about him though? Like, tell me about him. Like, why did you say that? And she did that the whole time. I was just like, what? That That's horrible because now you are disrespecting these men. Now you have, she's, she is labeled as the one she's like, I demand respect. I mean, they played that R-E-S-B-C-T for her promo. She's like, no, like all this stuff. Like, uh, you don't respect me. She wants respect, but she didn't give these men respect because if she would have done that, she would have at least like showed them acted like she cared about their, their, uh, their time and their sacrifice. And it pisses me off that she did do that thing that Brian said, because there was rumors that they, they spoke before. I'll go ahead and believe that she didn't speak, but she is, nutty enough to look up on Instagram and feel like just looking at his profile that he is her future husband just from looking at his profile. If she's that, if she knows she's that type of person where she's going to see his profile and think this is the one, then she should have quit sooner. She should not have. I felt so bad for that Jason guy who did the date where he poured his soul. Yeah. And why would you make him do that? When you're, you've already picked Dale. You've already picked Dale. Like that's so shitty to do to those guys. No, for sure. I, that was a sad moment. And we're all at home watching, knowing like, why is she doing this to this poor man? Like he doesn't open up, he's opening up and everybody thinks they have a chance with her. Mm -hmm. And it's fun to hear them all talk like Dale, like she's not going to pick Dale. Like, I mean, she might like Dale, but I was like, oh my God, the writing's on the wall. And she, she ended up not giving a rose to anybody on a group date Mm -hmm. because Dale was not in there. She gave herself a rose, which is when producers like it's over. Like that's yeah. That was the moment that they knew they needed a new bachelorette. This crazy, crazy, insane, horrible woman off our show. (laughs) And they did in a great fashion. And man, I really hope, I really hope that, the bachelorette releases what they told Dale to do or what they gave him to do because none of it makes sense. And it's no, not it real. <laughs> well, it was, I've never seen and And I, I buy into the bachelor. Like I totally buy into the, like by the time that they're, cause they spent, cause I do understand the process. Like if you're there for two months, you don't have TV, you don't have cell phones, you don't have anything. They, they purposely put you in this bubble where they're making you only focus on this lead. And so I understand how you can fall for someone in two months. I really do and really build up time. But the thing is, Claire didn't fall for Dale. She, she fell for his Instagram. She fe- she's idolized him. Even in moments where Dale is not even saying anything with depth or saying anything really truly like oh my god that's such a great guy for you she's hearing it she's one of those people like you can see her she looks like these crazy eyes of like uh-huh oh my god that i she's biting her bottom lip she's like i'm in love with everything you're she he can't say anything wrong because she translates it as he's like even whenever he says i'm falling for you she's like he said he loved me he said he loved me. Um, he's totally in love with me. This is it. We're perfect for each other. Like it's so, yeah. And so for them to rush that and like, I don't know, I want, I wish I could see that whole discussion because Dale's even saying things like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to see how this goes. I'm looking forward to continuing to get to know her. And then all of a sudden Chris Harrison's in his room. He's like, you ready to propose to her? <laughs> like 
you, you're going to propose to her. And like, <laughs> I wonder if they told him, like, if you don't propose to her, then you're, you're out of the reality show business or like, we're not giving you, we're not going to pay for your wedding. I don't know what they told them. I'm sure it wasn't like you're proposing because visibly on camera, when they ask him about that and in their post interview, which we'll get to, mm-hmm. he is not into this relationship, like as going like the distance. He's, I believe he likes her. And he's like, yeah, I'll date her. She's cool. She's cute. And like, I'm totally down to date her and get to know her. That's what I believe he's down for. And I think the only thing I can imagine that we didn't see was that he was told, look, this is how it works. You, we're going to give you a ring. You don't even have to buy the ring. You're going to get this, which freaking four and a half carat diamond ring is like, you propose to her and then y'all date. Then y'all just date. If it doesn't work out okay, she gives the ring back, but at least you will look like a really great guy to propose to her. Cause he's, and I'm sure they said like, you're not going to look good if you don't, that's not going to look. I good. would say the opposite. I think he looked like a chump for doing it. But I, that's Claire's the lead. Claire is the lead. They want to make their lead look like the hero. They want a happy ending for her, especially for, they needed this for her because she, this was what her, let me think, Juan Pablo, <laughs> Two Paradises. Okay, this is her fifth. This was her fifth. She's been thing. on a dozen times. She's been on so many times. They wanted her to find her love story. And as they didn't want her to look bad, I think that's one thing like they were like, we really don't want to make her look bad. And they, they had to do this because now it's off camera. It's like, all right, if you guys fail off camera, whatever, we captured your love story for two weeks. So, oh man, it was, it was brutal to watch Dale get down on one knee and like, she's expecting it. Like it's, it's so canned and it in her mind, Claire needs therapy, like hardcore, crazy shock fuck therapy and because like she's acting like it's all surprise like she knows it's coming she expects it and it's not real like i there there's no way i think she's just so far gone from being in this reality world and being herself well this is this is something that's what i've always like this is claire like she is she has like a delusional mindset. Unfortunately, she's very rom. She romanticizes to a fault. Like it's, it, it's just like, that's how she was on all her seasons. She's, she gets very um, dramatic. Even as she speaks, she's so dramatic. Like she'll just be like, I want a guy to show up for me. I want what he did. I was walking around the pool and then he just comes and he hugs me. And it's like, that's what I've wanted all my life. It's like that's how she talks. Like, no, that's what it is. That, that's 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 our huge red flag to stay the fuck away from. Calm <laughs> down. It's like not everything is that. Like in a normal person would just be like, yeah, it's just really great. He's really there for me. He comforts me when I'm down. It's awesome. Like something. So she just she's a, like a soap opera star. It goes, but she means it. That's what's so like. It's not. She's not being an actress. This is her. And Dale is the complete opposite. He has no visible emotion on his body or his expression at all. He might as well be the guy saying Bueller, you know. Dale is very also, I've noticed he's agreeable though. He will, like, if you notice, he's he's the yes, he's the me too man. He's like, (laughs) yeah, same, same what she said, what she said. I feel it too. Yeah, like she puts it better. Yep. That's right. I think it's funny because uh, there was something in the proposal that she said, like, I she said something like I got him or something. She, and he was like, I let her get me or I can't remember what it was. Damn, it was such a weird. It's like he lets these things slip that I'm like, he's not in it where you're at. He's not there. You're you're ready to get married and have babies tomorrow. And he's like, he's he just wants to date you. Yeah, he wa- he wants to go out on your second date, like for yeah. an hour. <laughs> That's all he wants. Like again, I think he's totally attracted to her, but I don't think he's at this level of like like he. She'll say all these things of like I just knew and all this, and he's like, yeah, me too. When I came out of that limo, I felt like the connection. Is that is that what you just said? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah same thing. Same, same thing. thing. And, it, and, it, and it's just like how 
Susan delivered it just like very <laughs> with no emotion. It was like, yeah, I feel the same way too. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he got emotional when he talked about his mom, which I'm sure is very, you know, I don't want to, that's absolutely, that's sweet. And of course he has emotion when it comes to his own family. But... Right. I think most, most people are going to get emotional if they talk about their parents. And so... Yeah. Yeah. That's real. And I think that's something, honestly, I know, and I don't want to, Claire on her loss of her father that's something that was the way she talked about her dad was always something I did respect about her was how much she wanted somebody like that she wants a dad she yeah (laughs) like she just I see why that story like finding out that Dale lost a parent and like that being like that might've been enough to click. And then she sees everything else about it. I mean, Dale's attractive guy. He's a former football player. Like it's. Well, yeah, we, we talked about the football player thing. Whatever. He played I, for five years. He got, <laughs> not really. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I see her attraction to him. I just think she's building, like yeah. she's, she's creating a, a deeper connection than that's there. It's well, he's like, a handsome man. And what you just described about the parent thing, you know what that is, right? That is no. totally the Martha, Martha moment in Batman <laughs> versus Superman. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It really I is. Guess so yeah, that's it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Me, me, yeah, me too. Oh my God. We we're <laughs> in love now. And so, okay. So they did that. She had to tell all the guys and, you know, she wasn't apologetic about it. Like for, and that pissed me off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just didn't, I didn't like that. Like, and I'm not even a fan of necessarily Kenny boy, bam, Kenny. Uh, But I did agree with him whenever he was like, well, I think you owe us all an apology. And she was like, okay, what am I apologizing for? And once again, she spins her romance. I won't. I apologize if I wasted your time. I apologize if I hurt you, but I won't apologize for love. And it's like, good Lord, where do you get this script from? It's so ridiculous. But that's, but but once again, and that's what pisses me off about Claire is that that's a, it's a narcissistic quality, honestly, when you cannot see, like she, she's always played herself as the victim and she doesn't know how to be like, like just even that group date with the guys, she doesn't know how to see it from other people's perspective and be like, Oh, she should have on her own been like, I want to apologize right now because I know what you guys went through to get here. These are much more intense circumstances than normal. And on top of the fact that you held your lives even longer because of COVID and I, I wasted y'all's time. I wasn't giving you guys full attention when you guys were putting yourselves out there. Like uh, this, that would have been a good apology. Yeah, she could have <laughs> said that. I would have had more respect for her if she would have said that. Like instead, she's like, "What? What am I apologizing for?" Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry that I hurt you. And but but it, see, I, I don't like the apology because that that's another narcissistic quality. It's not really an apology if you're like starting to cry. And then you turn it into, but I'm not going to apologize for love. So yeah, I'm sorry if I hurt you, but whatever, I'm in love. So it excuses it. Like, and then all these men are like, oh, we're happy for you, Claire. I'm like, no way, dude. I would have, oh, I wish I was on that episode as a guy. (laughs) It would have gone, it would have been great TV. I tell you, (laughs) called her out and it would have been great. So that happened. They left. He proposed next episode Tasia's there but they who what's her name Tasha Tasha I'm sorry <laughs> Tasha 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 Tasha's there but they we'll actually get to her in a minute yeah they bring Claire and Dale back for a two-on-one with Chris Harrison to talk about their life together that's They've been together for three months, just FYI, people. And in like a, they've had like a fantasy bubble they get to stay in as well. Right. And oh my, it was painful to watch Chris Harrison and Dale react so uncomfortably to how batshit insane Claire is. <laughs> there's, the base, there's a moment where Chris asks, what's next for you guys? And Dale is literally in the middle of a sentence about to seriously just be like, well, we're just, you know, he's, he's probably about to say like, we're just going to see a date, see how it goes. You know, she, he said something like Target or something. And she's like, babies, babies. <laughs> he was like, 
confused, like, like, what, um, uh, his eyes are like, uh, and, and to a point where Chris Harrison calls him out and says, Dale, when she said babies, you're like, let's avoid that topic. Like, <laughs> he's like, he's like he, she says something like, it's like, well, I think marriage before is like, oh, who knows? He's like, whatever, babies before marriage. And he even says, like, I don't think we said babies before marriage. <laughs> like, Oh, it ain't going to last, folks. As Susan predicted, she's like, this ain't going to last. I will be very surprised. I will be shocked if they last because I think they're in the honeymoon phase. They're, you know, he's getting a shit ton of publicity right now. His Instagram followers boomed and... You know, if he if he plays his cards right, if he dates her for a good six months, even a year, he can quietly, you know, they can end things. Uh, there's already been, I don't think it was real. It was very like somebody reaching, trying to accuse him of cheating. It, it didn't look real. It looked like a fake anyway. So I don't think he cheated. I don't think he's dumb enough to cheat right now. It's way too soon. But... Um, I will say one of the former, uh, bachelor contestants, Melissa Rycroft, who's really beloved in the bachelor nation community. Um, she even said she does not think they're going to last, which I was very surprised. She's actually a former Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. And she was a, she went on to win dancing with the stars. I really like her. So I love that she was one of the few people in this, uh, bachelor world to just admit, she's like, I just don't know if you can like fall in love that fast. I think, I don't think they're going to last. So Kudos to her. I look, if they last awesome, but I will be shocked because I don't think they're on the same page. Right. And so in this post interview, didn't you notice the camera cutting to Chris Harrison, the host quite a bit showcasing his like reaction of like this crazy, this woman is crazy how did we ever have her on <laughs> it was really funny to me like he's like good god is she there's no end there's no this ego and fantasy she's living in is it's gonna come crashing down so sweet and so thick you can drizzle it on pancakes and i hope a camera is there to watch it oh my god I, I do hope that we get, because we've gotten to see some Bachelor breakups. Like, they, I don't know how they pull it off where they'll be like, okay, if you're going to break up, let us know because we want to record it. But, yeah, Chris Harrison definitely, he is a trooper. I think he's such a great host. But he is, he his face showed a lot of, uh, a lot of times the words that come out of his mouth this season, like with Claire, it's not what his face reads. Like, like even before, right. <laughs> even before the proposal, I thought he was going to say something else. And he's like, I just want to say that I'm proud of you. And I'm like, you don't mean that. Like, right. It, it's <laughs> almost like that, um, that movie, um, the wine movie with uh, Thomas Hayden church and Paul Giamatti. What's that? Oh, movie? Uh, the, the wine movie. Andrew, oh, and Vir- Virginia. Yes, Virginia Madsen. But there's a moment where Paul Giamatti is talking to his ex-wife on how he wants her to have a good life and happiness. And the words are very different from what his face is. Yeah. It's very painful. And that's Chris Harrison, like, talking to Claire. Yeah, he's just like, he's like, I have to be a support. Like, because I, the, there was a real moment whenever he first, like, talked to her in the room. And he's like, don't bullshit me. Like, did you talk to him? What's going on? Because we will find out. But again, he's got to, he's got to do his job. Yeah, he's, he's a pro. Gotta, he's, he's a, a pro. pro. He's <clears throat> love Chris Harrison. Love that man. <laughs> so that happened. It was seriously, if you don't watch Bachelorette, just go watch that clip of, of Claire saying babies and watching yeah. the reactions. I'm sure there's like remixes of it online oh. now on YouTube. There's memes. There's <laughs> lots of stuff. You can watch that. And there, so, they, yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's funny. So they're out of the picture. Bye. Chris Harrison tells the guys like, look, you know, we're sorry this happened. This has never happened. We can't, we couldn't control it. Y'all are more than welcome to say we have a new bachelorette. And who is that bachelorette? Tasha Adams, who I must say, I'm Brian. Let me just, I asked my friends this too. Just imagine if you came on for Claire, just imagine you came on for Claire, you liked her, whatever. And then she leaves, but then freaking Tasha walks in, who is, I mean, well, I don't want to call her 
Yeah, I was going to say a smoke show, <laughs> but... <laughs> we'll get to that in a we'll second. We'll get to that, but she's freaking gorgeous. Yeah. Like, glowing, beautiful, but yeah, like, what? Well, how would you feel if she walks in? She's your new bachelorette. I, I, dude, I would have jumped up and I'd like, you know, go through your grieving seven steps, like, <laughs> in 10 seconds, and then like, yes, finally... <laughs> Tasha I think has it, come back. <laughs> yeah. And I think that it was, it might've been Ivan. I'm not sure, but one of the contestants sums it up perfectly. Whenever she does walk through, I kid you not. It might've been like 10 seconds of her in the room. He's like, I already like her more than Claire. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't you? Like- right. So all the guys were there. Some of the guys are still like uh, butt hurt and you like know. two of them because they had two of I think only two other guys really kissed Claire so right and so Tasia comes in and then they flip it on its ear again they bring in what four new guys yeah so then she gets so she gets 20 guys to start which is still a bummer because you normally get you know Claire got 31 typically you get 30 mm-hmm. so but 20 is it's nice I am glad that because she would have had 16 I am glad they gave her an extra four just because she deserved like more men to choose from right so Tasia's in there she's treating excuse me um everybody really well like like a person Mm -hmm. and uh they're going on dates and they're doing their thing and um I guess where do you want to start with Tasia I mean we can just jump in on like well first of all I just want to point out yes she I thought Claire was like in the first night, I was like, oh, she's asking questions. But the, seeing how Tasha handles these guys, just truly wanting to get to know them. And in, in such a uh, non-selfish way, I feel like it's not about like, how are you benefiting me? It's just, I want to know about you and your life is, is really refreshing. And that's normally how The Bachelorette is. But uh, so just right out the, the bat, she's doing a far better job than Claire did. But, um, and also I want to point out that these guys are actually a really good group of men. Um, some, some of the better men than we've seen in the past season outside of some of the villains and stupid drama, but, uh, let's just go straight to her first one-on-one date, uh, with Brendan. What did you think of him? Because I barely knew who he was until that episode. Um, remind me who Brendan was. Brendan was the one that they were like riding the horses. Chris Harrison kept showing up. Oh yes. That was, I mean. And he what? Oh, well, and also I love that. I love the way he revealed that he was divorced too, because right. I thought that was a super, like, I, I love that. Con- I, I already knew Tasia had been divorced. So him being like scared to tell her, I was like, oh, dude, you're fine. He's, she's going to like you more. Right. So I liked that. I thought that was funny. I liked the Chris Heron showing up. I liked the horseback thing. And, you know, as somebody who has been divorced and then, you know, going on dates after a divorce I always brought it up first like it's just something just open and honesty like just right off the bat like yeah I'm divorced no there's no baggage there there's no kids you know something like that and I think that just opens up like yeah I'm here I'm me I'm not showing you like you know like a profile shows you just like at the most 50 words about you and it's very first impression but I just want to get it all out there in the open and not surprise me so I really like that aspect of it like just open and honesty we we have something in common even if it's like a horrible thing in common yeah no and and well and that's I just love the way they discussed that it was such a normal real conversation because I think the thing what we were watching with Claire was this like dramatic very dramatic with Tasha, it's very chill it's very like it's not so extreme you they could have a discussion like that and it wasn't even her just talking about like feeling like a failure or whatever. It wasn't so heavy. I don't know. It just was a very genuine, real conversation. And I, I, it made me like him a lot more. And actually he's probably one of my, I know it's a front runner for her, but I really like him with her. Cause I think they, they just mesh very well together. Right. No, I think so too. Um, and I just think, like you said, she's more chill. Like, with Claire, everything was over the top dramatic and mm-hmm. intense. Yes. And that's just not sustainable in a real relationship. And with uh, Tasia, she, it, it seems more organic. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's very exhausting too. Claire was so exhausting. It was just like, whoa, this is so heavy. And like Claire or Tasha just brings it to a much more chill level. So that's, that's really nice and refreshing. 
Right, but, right. Um, I mean, we can, we don't have to go completely all into it, but there's, uh, so obviously one, we kind of saw this coming, but the one who, Jason, who did have the, the other one-on-one date with Claire, the, where she made him pour his soul, like no surprise, he fell really hard for her because of it. And he was a good dude. He just knew he couldn't stay. He left. Right. That was, that was sad. That was sad because he seemed really sweet. And I love the way he left. He was very respectful to Tasha, And I love how, even though she brings up, you know, this is a fear of mine that there there's other men that are more into Claire. And he, and I love how he's like, I'll stop you right there. Those other men don't feel the way I feel. They are all here for you. And yeah. I thought that was, that was really sweet. No, yeah. that was great. And um, I guess this most recent episode, uh, Susan texted me. He was like, you're going to like this episode. And because there was wrestling in it and a former WWE superstar Hall of Famer was in it, Lita, um, and the guys wrestled. They did kind of like a UFC wrestling thing, uh, which was kind of fun to watch, you know. Um, yeah. A couple people got, a, you know, minorly injured. <laughs> I have to ask just because the episode, I mean, I know it was in the other date, but uh, between the, the Chase and an Ed drama. Yeah. What did you, who, whose side were you on or just, they both suck or what? I think they're both like, you know, if I was in that situation, I, you know, I'm not there to, I'm like, it would be fun to like hang out with all these guys, you know, like, I feel like I'd be like the weirdest one out of the punch because just, I can't see myself getting oiled up or anything like that, but I'm not there to like call out anybody or, you know, cause drama I think they squashed it here and there for the most part, but like bringing that negative vibe in there. Yes, it makes for good TV, but that has to not bode well for the bachelorette Tasia. However, she kept them both. Like that was surprising. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, And which is not, well, a lot of times you feel like producers play a part in that because they have a famous, um, two-on-one date that should they typically have where she'll go on a date with two men and only one gets yeah so but with that wrestling thing one of the new guys in the house a younger guy Tasia is like okay so who's gonna fight me um or the guy said who's gonna fight who's gonna fight for me this dude just jumped the fence and got in there he wasn't part of the date or anything but he was just supposed to be an audience member right everybody's jealous of him and i was like dude go him he is taking you know the bull by the horns so to speak and getting in there and she noticed that and gave him the rose everybody's pissed about it and i was like dude i like this guy dude shaved his mustache well he got shaved and i was like man he's doing what you're supposed to do is go for it like you're putting everything on the line they asked for it he did it what there's no rules no, uh, his name's Noah. Uh, he he definitely did all the right things in that date. He, I, I, I'm not mad at him. I, I'm just not attracted to him. I think he looks weird. Uh, he's just not my type. Well, he's really but, young, but she's also really young too. Yeah. She's 29, he, he's 25. I mean, that's not a big difference in age, I don't think. Yeah. I, I'm not surprised he got the rose. I knew it was coming. I think he, like I said, I he was smart to do what he did. And I just don't, I think it's all fun and games right now. I don't know how deep their connection is, but she rewarded him for being, right. for, for, you know, showing and, his efforts. And he seems respectful. Even when the guys were calling him out, he wasn't like a dick back. He's like, look, you know, like I'm here to do this. You know, it's not yeah. about you guys. It's about, you know, Tasia. So I, I I like I like that aspect of it. I thought that was funny. I'm you know pro Noah at the moment just because like that took that took balls to do. Like that was like he knows he probably was going to get in trouble for it with the guys. But um, and the other funny part was uh, Bennett not knowing anything in a classroom. <laughs> and he went to Harvard. So and he went to Harvard. That was really funny to me. Yeah. Like. Uh, but yeah, you could see a lot of bickering going on with the guys. So we'll, we'll see where it goes. You know, I yeah. think, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm pro Noah at the, this point just because, I mean, but we'll see where it goes. Well, I was going to ask before we end that segment, who's your, um, who's your top guys right now? Who's your early faves? I'm trying to remember his name, but he's the guy that Tasia said, like, I really, really like him. 
He's got kind of got. He's got. Well, she she didn't say that about anybody else. She's like, I I really connect with him. He's kind of got curly hair. Brendan. 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 Okay, so Brendan. That's yeah, the one Brendan. she went on the the first the course one. Right. No, I, I like him a lot. Yeah. I like. Mm-hmm. He seems like a good dude. Um, yeah. So the him and Noah so far. What about you? Brendan for sure. I like Ben, even though he shot himself in the foot by not like rule number one: don't ever think that you can sit back and expect the lead to come right. get you. Uh, you got to go after. I get why he did it. He was waiting to go last because he thought last would leave the imp- last impression. Maybe he'd get the rose. I think he seems sweet. We'll see more of him, but um, right now, Ben and Brendan. And I do like Joe, the Asian guy. The Anastasia oh, yeah, no, I like him. He He's pretty I, funny. He's He is funny <laughs> and sweet. I love how he's like, I'm a lover, not a fighter. fighter. I, I just, I know he's not going to make it to like her top four, but give me more of him because he's so sweet. He is. I, I would have said the same thing. I was like, dude, I'm going up against basketball players and football players. Like, it's like, what? A, I'm not doing shit. <laughs> yeah. I like uh, Ivan. He's from Dallas. Um, I think she, he's okay. And I like, I love Easy. I love Easy. Um, yeah. He's, I've liked him since he was more noticeable. He was noticeable on Claire's like yeah. portion too, but I like, I like him. him too. And I, I must say to end this out, it is physically disgusting, disgusting and gross watching these people kiss on screen with the, oh, enhanced, really? the enhanced sounds of sucking <laughs> face. I, <laughs> I like close my ears. I'm just like, oh, gross. And like, because they're all, it's, it's all like, oh, come here, give me a kiss. And I'm like, oh. It sounds so gross. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I just it's uh, it's so repulsive to me just to because it's like it happens in such a short amount of time with different people and then they enhance the sound of kissing and I'm like oh mm-hmm. can't deal with it can't deal with it <laughs> yeah well I don't mind but I know what you mean sometimes it is gross sometimes it's gross but I for the most part just tune it out just tune it out oh, yeah a, I don't even I think it. about it I'm, I'm like all, right now I'm like oh yay Tasha like find love <laughs> I love. All right.